The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. It's time for our weekly TV and streaming spot with Elaine Burke and Joe O'Shea. And Elaine, I'm warning you now, no spoilers for Succession because I'm sure I'm like many people who hasn't seen it as yet, uh, the first episode of the new series, and will be watching it once the football is over tonight. <laughs> but I know you've seen it. So what can you say? Without giving uh, with, too uh, much I won't away. Give anything away, I will say the Roys are back in foul-mouthed form. Um, and uh, we, it's definitely a first episode of a new season. You'll get a recap of what happened previously and you'll figure out where the character's at now and it sets things up now for what's about to happen. I, that's all I'll say. Okay, well, we are going to play a short clip from the first episode of season four featuring Shiv, Roman and Kendall just as a taster. I'm told it's only 30 seconds long and that my production team has achieved the miracle of getting 30 seconds without any swearing in it. Our new venture, The 100, they're... they're they're shitty. They're, they're, they're shitty. They're shitty. We can just be honest here, right? The 100 is Substack meets Masterclass meets The Economist meets The New Yorker. I feel like we said iconic and you guys are leaning ironic. Hey, T. Okay, don't patronize me. Hey. The money is here. Oh, shit. And Rome, I think your security of being very weird with them. They're, they seem stupid and probably racist. Uh-huh. Well, you look tired and your face is giving me a headache. Oh, thank you. Listener here says, Succession is without question the best TV show of the past decade since Breaking Bad ended in 2013. The writing is so far out of anything else on TV. It has now entered the prestige TV territory of The Sopranos, The Wire and Breaking Bad. Joe, what do you think of that? Um, well, it's true. And I tell you one thing, and I was thinking about this today because I was listening to today's show on BBC Radio 4 this morning and they had a 10-minute interview with the guy who wrote the theme tune to, to Succession. <laughs> Nicholas Patel. Right, so, yeah, that's the guy they could get, you know. it's. I think the media <laughs> loves, the media loves Succession. And, and I'm sure, listen, I'm sure viewers do as well, of course, obviously. But there's something about it. It's one of those shows that's just struck a chord with people, maybe because, of course, it talks a lot about being in the media and the politics involved in that and, you know, what's what's going on in, in broadcasting. And, and the, the, so it's it's definitely made a huge, huge imprint in, in terms of culturally, in terms of in the medium, in terms of people talking about it. But there's also, and you just have to go onto Twitter or any social media, there's a huge amount of excitement around the new series coming back. Indeed. Well, I'm looking forward to that tonight. It'll hopefully cheer me up after the football tonight, which I'm a bit fearful about the football. We'll get to that with Eamon Dunphy and Lisa Fallon later. What about Top Gear? Um, What's the future for Top Gear, Elaine, do you think? Oh, uncertain. Um, So they had another accident on set uh, last December with Freddie Flintoff being carted off to hospital. He... uh, got some serious facial injuries uh, when he flipped uh, a three-wheel open-top Morgan Super 3. I can't tell you I know what that is. A vehicle of some sort, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and It's not the, the first time that the show has had a, a serious accident on set. Uh, Freddie, as far as I know, is not going to be coming back now as a host, so they're down to two after ha- trying a really, really hard time to get the formula of the three that worked. Uh, Matt LeBlanc didn't work out, Chris Evans didn't really work out. Uh, and now they're going under this health and safety review, but there are some executives at the BBC who think this... this this may not be the end now for Top Gear. What do you think of Top Gear, Joe? Is it not sort of the ultimate laddish programme of the sort of the pre-bust years? Um, yeah. Which, you know, okay, maybe there are people who defend it on the basis that it's glorious and not being PC, but is it not dated and past its time? Yeah. 
it's it's time has gone. And listen, I loved Top Gear when they did the reboot and the original with the three guys. It was fantastic. It was real. Every Sunday night, I think it was, it was a real appointment to, to view TV and it's fantastic. I'm mad about cars myself. I'm not surprised he flipped a, a Morgan three-wheeler has the high-speed stability of an Aldi shopping trolley. But <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully he's going to get, hopefully he's going to be uh, recover well. It's very strange. There was a lot of, qu- uh, of kind of secrecy around what happened and we're still not 100% sure. And that's interesting because it looks like Freddie Flintoff had basically got, and it's understandable, the shock of his life and maybe has told, I'm, I can't do this anymore. They have to take risks and we've seen as well with the Grand Tour as well, you know, with the other, the other tree, the original tree, what, what they're doing at Amazon. They have had problems there as well. James May hit a wall at 70 miles an hour in one of those shows. It, 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 you have to keep pushing the envelope on these types of shows on Top Gear and on, on, on the Grand Tour and you're, you're going to take risks and these are, you know, these are amateur drivers in very powerful machines so there's going to be accidents I, I, I think this could be the end of Top Gear on the BBC it's just, it's just getting too risky for them Do you ever watch it alone? No, it was never, never for me, really. Now, and it is like they're pushing, you know, as, as Joe said, like these aren't professional stunt drivers and even stunt drivers can get injured doing the work that they do. And even Perry McCarthy, who has been the stig at some point on Top Gear, I believe that's a big secret or whatever. Uh, he is at that basically the presenters, they are put into these high speed vehicles and are kind of egged and on encouraged to push that envelope. And, and they are going to make mistakes under that kind of pressure. And it's just, it's not a good combination. Joe, I think... Everyone loves a good quiz show, but they're very hard to get right, aren't they? And when was the last time RTE got an original quiz show right? Well, it's it's been a while, uh, you know, and um, it's it's a very right. It's a very difficult format. I, I mean, I, I can go right back to you know, stop the lights of uh, Bunny Cara, wasn't it? And uh, Quicksilver, Quicksilver, yeah. And uh, you know, there, there's been a Murphy's microquism. I mean, there's there's one for the for the for the, the world. We're in the world. That which was, was a great, very a good, popular Sunday yeah, evening. Which Teresa, Teresa Lowe, yeah, yeah. yeah. But RTE haven't had a good let's let's be let's be honest, but they haven't had a, a big and a good one in a long time. So Claire Byrne is going to give it a go now, and it's interesting the route that they have gone down, because one of the great uh, one of the real big successes uh, on UK TV recently, and it shouldn't really have been a success. Only Connect on BBC Four, which is this very high brow. Um, quiz show uh, very difficult a real a real brain tester and University Challenge has become really popular again somehow has become back into the zeitgeist so Claire Burns got a new uh, show on RT1 called uh, Ireland's Smartest which is starting uh, next Sunday uh, at 7.30 and basically what you know it's, it's, it's there in the title they're going to try and find the kind of the pub quiz ninjas from all <laughs> over the country and we all uh, know some of those don't we yeah well actually I kind of I'm kind of one oh, myself you yourself Matt. are you Joe? Oh, all yeah. right, so, but <laughs> yeah. modesty didn't stop you modesty saying that. Modesty didn't stop me there. No, it's, it's one of the one things that I'm good at is having this ridiculous retention of, of obscure facts. And I love, love, love pub quizzes. So if they get it right, you know, it, it, it's a simple format. It seems to be a fairly simple format. But if they get it right, they get a really good hit in their hands. And I'm glad they're going the tough questions route because there's so many shows on daytime TV where it's just like A, B or C and you're screaming at the TV going, this is so ridiculously simple and people still get it wrong. So Ireland's smart 
could be a bit of a hit for RT. And is this an original format? Because sometimes I think one of the other ones that was done here in Ireland at one stage was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was brought in in an Irish format for a short period of time with Gay Byrne as a host. So we're going back 20 years ago in relation to that. I've always wondered why we haven't had an Irish version maybe of The Chase, which is the one that I've said I would actually have been ended up watching at Christmas as my mother-in-law staying with us on these constant reloops. And That's the thing. The Chase is just so what. Yeah, like even great. though the formula is the same every time you can watch that same formula every time and that's not true for everything that comes back or that gets remade and uh, I, I, I'm surprised we don't there's the Chase Australia there's the Chase US like why didn't Ireland ever pick that up it beggars the question but this has gone down that route I think of that kind of like uh keen quizzer route that only connect gets people who are into that kind of quiz ecosystem now the chasers on the chase would be obviously big quizzers and they also yeah. kind of reference that when someone's really good at it they'd be like you're a really good quizzer um, and, and even they, they have the Irish chaser uh, and he's a, I wonder will he be on Island Smartest that would be a good maybe like a uh, celebrity cool, guest on yeah. it yeah um, so I do I, I'm intrigued by it I do love a quiz show myself but I'm fully in agreement I think they're very very hard to get right and I watch some of the hard ones I watch Only Connect I'm a big fan felt like I was watching something in a foreign language without subtitles the first time I watched it. But once you get into it, it can be really enjoyable. We have listeners suggesting other ones from the past in Ireland. Know Your Sport. I think that was George Hamilton and Jimmy McGee, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that ran for years and years, years and years. years. And it was great. Perfect dad TV, actually. OK, and another one, uh, the lyrics board. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, but uh, twink. You don't sound too enthusiastic about that <laughs> Sorry, so I'm just getting flashbacks. That, that was, was, that was my was Vietnam. Heart Entertainment Park Quiz Show. That was a fun one. Park Cringe. Okay. <laughs> okay, there's another one, of course, that's just coming back apparently in ITV, which wasn't done in Ireland either, Joe. Deal or no deal? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, TV loves a retread. And, you know, it, it's great with for ITV. This is this is a good one to do because everybody loved Dealer No Deal with Noel Edmonds. You remember it with all the little cases and all that kind of stuff. It was a real hit. It kind of came after Who Wants to Be a Millionaire when there was a big kind of vacuum for this and it was a, it was a, a Dutch format originally like so many were in the noughties. And it's coming back now. It ran from 2005 to 2016 which is a lot longer than I remember. And it's coming back with a guy called Stephen Mulhern. And I, had to, I had to look him up because I saw the name and I was like Stephen Mulhern doesn't ring a bell. But then I looked him up and of course I knew who he was. Oh, he's children's because, television for yeah, years and Anton yeah. Deck and stuff like that. Yes, yeah, and he does a lot. Yeah, exactly, Anton Deck. I knew the face immediately and, you know, he's pretty well suited. His personality would be good for this. I think the a Deal or No Deal on ITV will be, you know, it, it'll do well. It'll get an audience for them because, again, it's a, it's a well-known popular, much-loved format that everybody's familiar with. It doesn't take any, you know, getting your head around. You can just switch it on and watch it and it, it, it'll, it's perfect TV for that, for Actually, that kind of time a, slot. A listener says that Keith Barry did Deal or No Deal on TV3. I don't remember that, God, to be honest. No, I okay. don't. <laughs> Another one, number one with Dave Fanning, Joe Elliott and Jerry oh, Ryan. Yeah, that was great, yeah, yeah. The music quiz, yeah. yeah it was based on Jukebox Jory. Before of. your time, Elaine, clearly. So. <laughs> Tom and Galway says, Elaine, The Chase is probably the best quiz show on TV, mostly because of Bradley Walsh. The American mm. version is just appalling and the Australian host makes that version practically unwatchable. That is a great point. It is fair, actually. Like, I have watched the other versions and I don't enjoy them. I, I will only watch that UK version. Bradley Walsh is a key ingredient too and he was there from early stages developing the concept. And they have the range of chase See, this is the thing that no Dean or No Deal doesn't have. I don't think it has enough variety to stick around very long. Like, as Joe was surprised, it stuck around for 11 years. Not a lot of people watched it 
after, you know, the initial big trend of it all died off. And then it's just kind of the same show over and over again. And, you know, everyone switches the box at the end because that's logically the thing to do, apparently. Yeah, there's another Um, listener who also following that says, so much depends on the presenter. Game shows need an entertainer, not a current affairs presenter. I think that rules me out anyway. <laughs> I think for Deal or No Deal, I think Stephen Mulhern is actually a very good choice. I, I'm so shocked Joe didn't know who he was. I have a niece who's probably raging he doesn't know who he is. Because uh, he does catchphrase as well. He's done a show called In for a Penny. He's done a lot of quiz show work and he's really good at vibing off of people and kind of uh, giving them jibes in a way that's not cutting but keeps things kind of really jovial. He, yeah, I think he did really well. Also, The Weakest Link has come up. And of course, that was Anne Robinson on ITV. And a guest who will be with us after six o'clock was the Irish host, Eamon Dunphy. But if you remember, Joe, Eamon actually just wasn't mean like Anne Robinson was. He couldn't bring himself to be mean to the contestants. Yeah, and he was very good at it. But you're right. And, and they shot that out in uh, in DCU, I think, didn't they? In the auditorium out there. And you're right, because Eamon's real, I think what his real personality came through and his real personality, I think, is just a very... Uh, a sound guy who likes people to 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 do well, if yeah. you know what I mean, and I think that came true. And unfortunately, you know, he was no Anne Diamond, no Anne Robinson, <laughs> Anne Robinson. Sorry, <laughs> big Jesus. difference. Stephen Malhern, uh, yeah, I'm getting them all wrong today. Yeah. <laughs> well, Joe, I'm going to play a trailer for your pick of the week, oh, yeah. uh, the Big Door Prize, and then you can explain to us what it's all about. So I've always been there. That thing will tell you your life's potential. Where'd you get it? No idea. It just appeared like magic. You know what I got? Superstar. Well, I got dancer. Male model. Make it stop. What's going on? Why is everybody trying to change their lives overnight? We're getting a divorce. The Morpho inspired us. What was your card? Healer. A sign to engage in self-healing. Or maybe it meant doctor is in the profession that you do every day. You asked if I was happy. Are you happy? I'm 40 years old. I have no discernible talent apart from whistling. And I've only ever been in one relationship. I don't know if I'm happy. Never had to think about it. Which was nice, actually. Joe, is that Chris O'Dowd? It is. Uh, it's also Donovan's hurdy-gurdy man, which have to ban people from using at this stage. But it is Chris O'Dowd. Uh, he's... He's back in, in an app, a big, 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 a high concept, high profile Apple TV, ten part comedy drama fantasy kind of thing. Which is From very good. I thought he was great yeah. in Get Shorty. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I think this looks like a perfect vehicle for him. It's from the writers of Shit's Creek as well. So I mean, this is quality. And the little that I've seen so far, it actually looks really intriguing. Uh, basically, it's it's kind of and that trailer did a good way of explaining it. But he's a teacher in a small town of America. You know, kind of living a very boring, staid life. And next minute, this kind of predict your fortune uh, or predict your future machine comes into a local shop, and then everything starts to change around him. I think that the big door prize could be a real kind of surprise, kind of sleeper hit. Uh, and I think it's going to find a lot. And I think it's a brilliant, uh, it's a brilliant vehicle for Chris O'Dowd. And I think it's going to make him a, a big star all over again. What's your pick, Elaine? Uh, unstable. And uh, just speaking of Shits Creek, this is from a father-son combo, which is where we got Shits Creek from. So hopefully we get some magic out of this one as well. It's Rob Lowe and his real life son, John Owen Lowe, who's actually known to kind of troll his dad on social media. And, and that relationship was kind of ca- caught by Netflix and, they, and they've said, let's make a show based on this kind of thing. 
Rob Lowe stars as Ellis Dragon, who, I mean, I think the name is strange on purpose. I think he's meant to be a parody of Elon Musk. He's a biotech entrepreneur and narcissist and eccentric. Uh, he's the man who created the Bruises Avocado, is how he introduces himself. And uh, his long-suffering son uh, is trying to maybe bring him back to Earth. And also they've, they've suffered a loss in the family. Um, the mother has died and it seems to have derailed the relationship even further. Uh, but it is a comedy um, and it's definitely absurdist. There definitely looks like a moment in the trailer where he's invented some kind of invisibility cloak kind of thing. Um, and also Sean Clifford, who was the sister in Fleabag, is in it as the CEO. And I'm, I really enjoy her. So I'm glad to see her in something this high profile from Netflix. So that's Unstable. That starts on Netflix on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, there's a listener who says, I don't remember this. Brendan O'Carroll with hot milk and pepper on RT on Sunday nights in the past? I have no recollection of that. But there's one Joe that you and I are of an age to definitely remember. And it's one of the great Irish quizzes. Cross country quiz. Oh, cross country quiz! Whoa, that's the theme. Popcorn. That song, popcorn, was the theme tune, wasn't it? Oh my God, that's bringing that's bringing me back. <laughs> Thank you very much, Joe Shane Elaine Burke. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from four thirty.